Hello, Dre. Hi, Peter. What you wishing for? Lots of things. Lots of things. I would love to be taller. Or your athletic ability. Like maybe being a baller. I don't know. It's entirely possible. This week, we are talking about Skilo and the album, I Wish, from 1995. You may be the only person I've ever met in my life who owns this album. Really? It sold at least a half million copies in the U.S. alone. You know someone else who had this album at some point. Nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to admit it. And you know, if we were just talking about the strength of that lead single, which was actually released before the album, and is probably the reason the album got released in the first place. If that's the only thing anybody remembers Skilo for, maybe it's for the best. However, this did get nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Album. Not that the Grammys have a really good track record of picking the best rap album or even nominating the best rap album, but it did get some accolades. Before we get any further, what do you know about Skilo? All I knew before going into this is that he made that song, I Wish, that I loved a whole lot, Mm -hmm. and that he did not curse in his music which blows my mind. All right. So 1995, what was going on in rap around 1995? In my brain, I hear songs shouting 94, 98, 96, but 95, I don't know. Okay. So I'm looking at the note because I took notes this time. I don't often take notes, but I took notes and I'm looking at my notes. What I remember most about 1995 was that G-Funk was just getting popular. And so Warren G and Nate Dogg had Regulate in like a year prior to this. And I'm pretty sure it still had singles charting off of that album at this time. And I Wish feels like it came before Regulate, at least as far as style, style is concerned. Well, I was looking at the top 40 hip-hop songs in 95, and I can absolutely see why this song and this album was not on anybody's radar, because that was some good music. You're looking at the list. What what do you recognize? Tupac, Dear Mama, Mob Deep, Shook Ones Part 2, Luna's I Got Five on it, Method Man, I'll Be There For You, You're All I Need to Goodbye, Far Side, Running, Raekwon, Ice Cream. Like, yeah, nobody was going to pick this up when that's out well okay this <laughs> this did hit uh number 53 on the billboard 200 it hit number 37 on the r&b hip-hop charts so it sold it did but these are some bangers man and the single i wish uh got as high as number eight on billboard's hot rap songs chart this this hit an interesting tone because at the time it was either you were you were hardcore, you were gangsta, or you had a really good gimmick. Yeah. And yeah. and in this case, I wish is 
really damn catchy. It's got a good that hook. That should have been his entire thing. It was. It is a funny song. It's self-deprecating to the hilt, and it's funny. And you can easily remember, you know, that I wish line. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Right. And then you get to the rest of the album, and he's he's got skills. He knows how to rap. And from my perspective, what I hear is he is trying to imitate everybody else on each different song on this album. See, what I got from this is what I kind of enjoy about hip hop is that I was hearing music that I that reminded me of other artists and he was giving something completely different, mm-hmm. which I think that's where the bravado is coming from that you were talking about because everybody can't do that. You can't take, you know, an E40B and rap over that and think it's going to mm-hmm. be okay if you really can't rap. So I would imagine he might be someone that might do a battle based on what he was saying a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like an album. Know. So you mean, you mean like an album is not where Skilo would shine on a regular basis? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I didn't get deep into battle rap, but that's what is making me think of from what I've heard, because it's always a familiar tune. And then somebody saying something that is nowhere near what you what you would expect because you have another thought in your head. And for some, that's hard to digest. Like sometimes it's hard for me to digest it. But when I'm trying to look at this from a positive spin standpoint, I'm like, well, that's one of the beauties of what he was doing in hip hop. You mm-hmm. know, he brought his were his style to what we were hearing as gangster rap and from the streets and all this mm-hmm. which he clearly is just he's not in them he's trying to be good at a time when it was really hard to find rappers that weren't that weren't cursing on a regular basis he kind of stands out at least at least from what we can hear here is that he really doesn't i don't know enough about him to know if that was like if that's an intentional stylistic choice or he's got like moral quandaries about cursing so much or what his rationale is, maybe he had a producer that was saying, look, maybe we can cap your, maybe you're not good enough to go head to head with these bigger acts. But if you can carve out a niche for yourself as being more, I don't know, friendly, approachable, whatever, maybe we can make that work. And the problem here is we don't really have much else to go off of except this album. I can see on his Wikipedia page that there are two other albums he's released that I'd never heard of. And also the that second album, I Can't Stop, wasn't released until 2001. Nobody remembered him in 2001. From 1995 to 2001 in, in rap and hip hop, that might as well have been 100 years. That's why he probably did I Wish in every concert. <laughs> hey, look, if you have a song that dry, that brings audiences in, lean on it. But, you know, he made the music that would, that mothers would buy and let their kids listen to. Because remember I told you I was not allowed to listen to all this rap music. So even though I know it, it's because I got to hear it later. Him, this song, got to play in my house all the time. And I wish we would have had the album because I knew all these words because I could sing mm-hmm. them and not get smacked. That music video was great. 
It was so fun. It was so fun. And it was so funny, which is totally not where anybody else in rap was at the time. It's fun. Yeah, he made fun music. And then another album released on his own label, or at least self-released, looks like, called Fresh Ideas. And I'm kind of curious if any of those ideas really are fresh. Same. I might have to go listen to that. Yeah. I might have to listen to both of them just to see what happened, because that's a lot of time. Yeah, because he went six years between I Wish and I Can't Stop. And it was like, but dude, you were kind of stopped for like six years. (laughs) And then another 11 years between I Can't Stop and Fresh Ideas. It's like, did you need 11 years to come up with fresh ideas? I'm going to listen to them. I I will be interested to hear what you think about those. (laughs) You're not going to listen to them too? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. All right, back to I Wish, though. I know that a lot, a lot of rap is referential to stuff other people are doing. But it's not, I don't know. Around this time, it seemed to me it wasn't usually so much, I am, I am giving you names. It was more like, I am giving you styles and lines that reference somebody, but it's not necessarily going to be real obvious. And here he is literally dropping lines directly from other songs and dropping names that he wants to that he wants to give some sort of attention to and it's like can you do you have to be so obvious about it yes because he wasn't being serious it seems you know because like if you go to say come back to me i mean he specifically references prince and comes real close to mentioning tupac without quite saying it's like just give us a little more room it's like give us your give us your ideas let us come to them on some of this though it seemed like he didn't like being famous well it's like some of it is like he specifically quotes like something from house of pain and then there's that little nugget from a cheech and chong sketch and he's got a line from rem's losing my religion it's like dude you're all over the damn place he is well-versed in, what's the word I'm looking for? Eclectic. No, that's not it. Well, okay. He, he is that. You know, as far as his, as his technical ability is concerned, he's pretty good. It, yeah, he is totally a rapper that I would listen to just for the rhythm and the tone of his voice. Because I have this... People sometimes look at me weird, but I pick my favorite rappers sometimes, a lot of them, based on the rhythms they create with the the syllables of the words and also the tone in their voice. Right, just like the cadence? Yeah, because like Mm -hmm. I like Twister and a lot of people don't that I know Mm -hmm. that are around me when I'm like, but listen to the way he rides the beat with the syllables. And Skilo was kind of doing that and it just... I don't even need to know what the words are. Just the rhythms are just beautiful to me. So I like, it was enjoyable. I wonder what he could have done if he had, say, another guy writing with him. Keep your, keep Skilo's ideas. Just get somebody else to do the writing part and something that could like stretch out his technical abilities. Well, then that could have got him kicked, got him kicked out, though. You man, you don't admit you have a ghostwriter. 
I don't know. I'm not a rapper. <laughs> yeah, I don't, we don't know like, what's acceptable or not. You don't admit that. That gets you talked about. Well, why? <laughs> because you are supposed to come up with your lyrics. Lyrics are important. You need to come up with your lyrics and put them to the beat and make it sound good because that is your art. You don't play an instrument. You're not singing. You are putting words and rhythms to sound some music. And if somebody else is doing that for you, what are you doing? Okay, well, how about this? If you are an instrumentalist of some sort, you might be writing your own stuff, but chances are pretty good you are also playing a lot of other people's stuffs. And there is nothing wrong with that. That's an instrument, though. And the voice is an instrument. But he's not singing. Like, singers have to have control of their breathing which so do rappers but like hitting the notes and being able to go throughout their range rappers are in like a they're talking to us a lot of times yeah, they might be talking to us but there is there is a vocal range within rap you Correct. i know you have heard a you have heard rappers who are like monotone and flat and they don't have any inflection in their voice and it's all just rhythm with nothing going on behind it and it's sucks to listen to not right now but there are some that are monotone and they're amazing but even then they've got something else going on with their voice and it takes practice to do well there's this thing where you do not have people write your raps because there's the whole freestyling and there's battle raps and if somebody is writing for you what's gonna happen you're in an interview and they want you to drop a few bars and you don't write your own lyrics now you're looking silly because you can't perform on site that is quite a double standard to uphold and maybe i just don't understand what the big deal is i don't pretend to but i'm like it's like a poet i, I even poets can work with other people they can but poets write their own poetry and rappers a lot of times are basically considered like poets like you are the creator of your art your poetry somebody else is making the beat you're going to put your poetry to it all right but all i'm all i'm really getting at here (laughs) all i'm really getting at is if you are good at the technical aspect of rapping and you are not necessarily super good at writing the lines or freestyling or being that poet, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with taking someone else's lines and executing them well. I don't think so either, but you know, it's not the world we live in. Because if that were the case, I could be a rapper because I can rap other people's lyrics, but I'm not coming up with anything off the top of my head. But hey, it's just like the whole Millie Vanilli controversy. They were lip syncing. Skilo wouldn't be just a figurehead. He would in this case, be actually performing. Also, those those dudes in, in Milli Vanilli really wanted to sing. They were just told they weren't allowed to. Insanity. Yes. All right. Well, anyway, going back to the album, I think what works best for me here is when you, is when you have tracks that do not take themselves too seriously because he just doesn't sound real convincing in like bravado and braggadocio mode it just doesn't quite come off right oh you're biased he can do it 
The first thing I wrote down when I started this was 92 million familiarity because it had the sound with the music. His voice sounds correct. Right. And then the stuff he was saying, you know, everybody says that stuff. You know, when you go out and you get in a fight and you come home and you've been beat up, you go back outside and you beat them up. You do not come home till you win that fight. There's a lot of people that have that, that upbringing. Well, I think <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is that the stuff that works best for me is the stuff on this album where he's doing something different than most other rappers were doing around the same time. Cause like, yeah, the audio production is just like everybody else's on almost everything here. The lyrical content, except on those, those few like humorous tracks is pretty much the same kind of stuff. Everybody else is doing. Yeah. He didn't do anything to stand out. It's like, it's like differentiate yourself on. I wish. I mean, yeah, some of the some of the underlying beats and samples being used sound a lot like what everybody else is doing, but it's different in that he's not being he's not trying to be the big guy. He's saying he's not. It's an, it's humorous and it's relatable and it's fun. I don't know how quickly this this album came together. If 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 it, if it was more along the lines of, okay, we released this single. And it's doing unexpectedly well. So now we've got to get an album out quick. And he was like, and they were like, just give us whatever material you've got and we'll try to mold it into an album. Or if there was like a longer concerted effort to put together a full album experience and it just didn't turn out all that well. I don't know. I'm going to make up a story. Please do. So he came out with I Wish, the single, before recording anything else on the album. Right, which is, I, which is, I think, what happened. Yes, and he got big from that song because everybody was like, "Who's this dude?" Honestly, I didn't know his name until like '99. I just knew the song. <laughs> but then, as all the fame is starting to come in because of that song, I wish he created this album, which is full of depth, self-deprecating stuff. It's talking about, you know, he mentions, and I can't remember the exact song. But talking about the girls who only want them because he's big now, but didn't want them before because he's too short and all this other stuff. And he's, he was lame. And now all of a sudden he has money and you're here. He sounds irritated. So mm -hmm. maybe he didn't care by the time they did this. And he was just like, I was going to do fun music and screw you guys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this album put me back in the 90s a lot. Like I'm ready to go and like hit radio. And just remember, I'm going to start writing down names. Because in that list I was looking at, it had Sprinkle Me by E-40 and his name jumped in my head while I listened to this. And I love that song. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to hit radio on the far side. So this, it was worth it. Thank you, Peter. You're welcome. Do we have enough to do a rating now? I don't know. We have disagreed about this and agreed and went into like different okay. tangents. All right, all right, all right. Final thoughts, Peter. It's not a bad album. But it's a very forgettable album, apart from that lead single. I really wanted him to find a groove, find a thread, follow it through, make an album out of that. Instead, I feel like we're all scattershot. I'm not feeling the rhythm through the whole thing. I'm feeling it in the, in the lead. And then by the time we get to the last track on the album, which is that different mix of I Wish, I'm like, this is like, 
this backing track doesn't even feel like it belongs with this song. What are you doing? Like the best part of 90s albums when you get to the end and they have this random ass, what the hell is this ass remix at the last thing? You're like, what? Because sometimes they would be awesome. And yeah. sometimes they'd be, oh, no, what did you do to the song? And that's what but happened here. It was still here. worth it. It was still was worth it? it. Was it? Yes. Was yes. it? Yes. Well, I think that he did pretty good. Yes, the style of the music that was backing him changed, but his his performance was consistent throughout. No, he's not remarkable or memorable because he didn't do anything new or cutting edge or any of that. He's just a good rapper. He's a cute little rapper, that's it. That's probably a horrible thing to say. I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and give my rating first, which is not normal. I'm going to say... I'm going to say... With I Wish, this album is, with that single, this album is a six. Without it, this is a four. Ouch. But I, that single is so damn catchy and so much fun. It saves everything else. It is, it makes this album worth having. I give this one a six because... It doesn't stick out in any way except for I Wish, but it is a very 90s rap album by the way it sounds with the samples, with the awful background singer that I did not bring up prior to this, but there were some background singers that made me upset. But yeah, but this one, so like as an album, no, I'm not going to play it, but if you were to put this in between other songs of the time, the stuff that he was sampling, the stuff he was alluding to, it it holds up next to that as like background noise. It does not irritate you. And you might even sing it because if you hear it long enough, you're going to remember these words. I think we got to the same rating in totally different ways. Oh no, we have to get another one. Are you talking about uh, the uh, the selection for next week? Yeah, it just popped in my head like a brand new thought. Hey, Google. Give me a number between 1 and 2,101. 674. Ooh, 674. We have another Greatest Hits album somehow. We have the baddest of George Thorogood and the Destroyers. Is it the baddest as in the goodest? Ooh, yes. that's not a word. Or the baddest as in the worst. It's it's the baddest is it the bad assist. All right. Well we'll see. All right. And that's our show for this week. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening through, and feel free to leave a voice message on our page at anchor.fm. There's a link to it in the show description. Thank you to Dre for joining me, and thank you for joining us. Until next time, be good to your music. It's been good to you.